0: But I want to welcome those here tonight, and also those that are watching online. It's kind of a special night. We've uh, taken a little break from one part of our service, the praise and worship piece. And I'm going to finish up on the series that we're doing for the AFCM Bible Training Center on Spirit led Looking really forward to that. And there's some things that are uh, coming up. Uh, of course, Sunday morning you want to be here for our special Christmas Eve candlelight service in the morning. Yay! And so that'll be good. That's going to be at, at 10 a.m. And uh, of course, next Wednesday night, we're going to take a little break. No service on Wednesday evening. Uh, but on New Year's Day, our New Year's Eve day, it's going to be a Sunday morning service at 10 a.m. And also we're having a special evening service at 7 p.m. Praise the Lord. Yay! So that's going to be good. Amen. So you all ready? We're going to pray, and then we're just going to get right into the Word. Father, we just thank you so much tonight for the Word of the Lord that goes forth from this place. We glorify you, give you all the glory for everything that you have done, everything that you are doing, and everything that you will yet do. We magnify you. We pray the eyes of our hearts would be flooded with light. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord, students. It's just been such a delight to bring to you this series of teaching on the Spirit-led life. And so we're looking at part six tonight. So let's look in some scriptures this evening. Romans chapter eight, and we notice in verse 14 through 16, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So sons of God then should expect to be led by the Spirit of God. And then, of course, in verse 15, it says, For you have not received the spirit of a, a bondage, again, to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, or Daddy, Daddy. I like that. The spirit of adoption. Abba, Father. That's homie, isn't it? He's our Heavenly Father. It's the Father and His Father. Family, Amen? Amen. And we are part of the family of God. And you students, praise the Lord, the Father's got a very special plan for your life as you continue to walk with Him, to work with Him, and just let Him lead you and guide you into all the truth for your life. Verse 16, it says, The Spirit Himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So we talked about the Spirit Himself, bearing witness with our Spirit, that's that said co-witness of the Spirit. And then of course in Proverbs 2027, 20, it says the Spirit of Man is the candle of the Lord. If that was written in modern day vernacular, it would say this: the Spirit of Man is the light bulb of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. And so we have discovered this that we are threefold. Amen. We are a spirit. We have a soul and we live in a physical body. And God communicates with us in our inner man, in our spirit man. He will enlighten our darkness as the entrance of his word gives light. And as the spirit of truth brings light and direction to our life, we can walk in the perfect plan of God. Amen. Amen. So one earmark that we want to talk about as we're talking about developing sensitivity to the leading of the spirit and the Holy Spirit One earmark of being led by the Spirit is making sure and confident that we're on the right path is whether or not there's peace there, whether or not there's peace there. Now, we notice in Colossians chapter 3, verse 14 and 15, it says, And above all these things put on charity or love, which is the bond of perfectness. And then verse 15 says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which you are also called in one body, and be ye thankful. Now, I like verse 15 in the Amplified Classic Version especially. So let me read that to you. It says, Above all these, put on love and enfold yourself with the bond of perfectness, which binds everything together completely in ideal harmony, and let the peace from Christ rule. Act as an umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God at all times. So notice this. We are are instructed exclusively to follow after peace. What verse 15 is saying to us is let the peace of God decide and settle with all finality questions that we have in our lives when issues and questions come up we need to let the peace of God settle it let the peace of God determine whether it's right whether it's safe like an umpire says Or whether there's that check in the Spirit and it's something that we should not be doing. So when you think about something, when you're praying about something, if you do not have peace on it, don't follow that. Amen? Amen? Amen. Should we pay attention to the peace of God? Again, it will rule in our hearts, deciding with all finality the questions that come to our hearts and to our minds. So we could say it this way, the peace is the umpire and it calls the plays in our life. In Hebrews, the second chapter and the 14th verse, it says this, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Now notice that phrase, Follow after peace. Well, we know one thing for sure. He is the God of peace. So when we're following after peace, and we're allowing the peace of God to guide us and to direct us, we're actually following the God of peace. And thank God He is a God of peace. Oftentimes, think about Psalms 23, verses 1 through 3, where it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse 2 says... Uh, verse 2, says, He maketh me to lie down in what kind of pastures? Green, Green pastures. And He leads us beside the still waters. Not the, 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 the waters that are turbulent. Not the waters that would disturb. No. Calm, cool, clean, still waters. Amen. And so He will always lead us and guide us In rest and peace. Notice with me in verse 3. It says this. He restores my soul. And he leads me in what kind of paths? In the paths of righteousness. Or the right paths for his namesake. Oh, I like that. So when you're following the peace of God. And he's leading you and guiding you by his spirit. There's not going to be panic in your life. Now, students, make sure before that you make major decisions, before that you launch out into a ministry that you think that God has called you to do, make sure that you have rest in your souls and you're not pressuring yourself to do something that God maybe has not called you to do at this time or is leading you to do at a later time. Amen. And that goes for all of us. Make sure that you know before you launch out before you move out that you have rest in your soul God doesn't lead by panic he does not lead by pressure he does not lead by a time clock he does not lead just because the circumstance says you should how many of you know we are to trust in the Lord with all of our heart lean not to our own understanding in all of our ways acknowledge him and what will he do? he will direct our paths so rest is so important he leads us in peace he leads us in rest Jesus said this in Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30 he says come to me all you who lab- labor and are heavy laden and overburden and I will cause you to rest I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls doesn't that sound good? Amen. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am gentle, meek, humble, and lowly in heart. And you will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment, and recreation, and blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke, he says, is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh. Everyone say, not harsh. Not Not hard or sharp or pressing, but it's comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. Amen. So if you're under pressure and you're in a panic mode and you're in a hurry and you're worrying, you're not resting. And I think that one of the major things that will enable us to rest is having that glorious communion with the Holy Spirit. The third person of the Godhead. Communion with Him taking time to minister unto the Lord on a regular basis. Waiting on the Lord will cause your strength to be renewed, but it will also cause your mind to be sharp and in tune with the mind of God and with the mind of Christ. Amen. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. And so also praying in the spirit. Will bring great rest to your soul. And when you're praying in the spirit, you don't have to be real loud and rowdy about it. no, there's just that sweet communion, just that sweet fellowship between you and the Lord and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. It'll bring great rest to your souls. As a matter of fact, Isaiah 28:11 and 12 says it this way: "For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people, to whom He said, "This is the rest." wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. So students, I want to encourage you to let the peace of God guide you. Let the peace of God direct you. Because direct you. after all, what is that peace? Well, it's the manifestation of the God of peace. When we're following God, we're following peace. Amen. Say it with me real strong. I'm letting the peace of God decide. Decide, all decide all the issues and all the questions, all the questions that, I that I have. I thank God He's the Prince of Peace. 1 yes. Thessalonians 5.23 says, And the very God of peace yes. sanctify you wholly. Amen. Yes. Praise God. Really, there's over 450 references to peace in the Word of God. And there's about 300 of them on the rest of God. You think about 2 Timothy one seven, great verse of scripture. It's a scripture that we can use in our arsenal. It's one of the weapons of our warfare. Because one of the greatest enemies that each and every one of us face is the spirit of fear. Fear comes to the souls, our minds. Tries to distract us, tries to get us off of the path. But I'm so glad in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says... For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of what? But of power and a love and a sound mind. He's not giving you the spirit of fear. He's giving you the spirit of peace and he's giving you the spirit of faith. I could shout, I could dance on that. Amen. So the world did not give us this peace. Peace only comes from the Prince of Peace. The great peace giver. Glory to God. And so that's why Jesus reminds us in John fourteen twenty seven. He says, peace I leave with you. My own peace now I give you and bequeath to you. It's not as the world gives, give I unto you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You don't let your hearts be troubled. Trouble comes and knocks on the door, but you don't have to let trouble in you can shut the door of your soul to the troublemaker by meditating on the waymaker. Right. Amen. So do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated, disturbed, and do not permit yourself to be fearful, intimidated, or cowardly, or unsettled. Amen. So that's one of the great things about being a Christian, we've got peace that passes all understanding. We've got a peace that's not of this world. A peace that comes from heaven for earth's challenges. A peace that comes from heaven For earth's distractions. A peace that comes from heaven to shine a light on our path. And to lead us into our wealthy place. To lead us into our prosperous place. To lead us into our healthy place. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. So the wisdom of God and the direction of God is in the peace of God. And so we're to walk in the peace of God every day. It's something we need to practice. It's something we need to practice. Something we need to do regularly. Amen? How many of you ever had a, a few hours where all of a sudden you were just bombarded by all these things that came to your soul? You know? And maybe you yielded to some of those distractions and maybe you allowed your, yourself to worry and to fear. But you know what? As easily as you got into that, you can get out of it. You can shut the door of your soul on the distractions of this life. The Bible talks about the cares of this life entering in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. So I want to encourage you to practice peace. One way that you practice peace is by making declarations of the peace of God. For example, I cast all my cares on you, Lord. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I'm carefree. I don't have a care. You know, that'll work for you. I refuse to worry. I refuse to, to hold on to anxiety. Say it with me, I don't. I don't, I don't have a care. Don't care. Another thing that you can say is, I'm full of the peace of God. I'm filled with peace. And as a result of being filled with peace, I'm also filled with the joy of the Lord. So we're to walk in that peace every day. On bill day? On Doctor's Report Day? On payroll day. So it says payroll day. I'm getting paid. Not if you're the one doing the paying. On pay day? On mortgage day? Every day, we can practice the peace of God. We're to walk in it. Amen? So carry the peace of God with you, especially as a leader, as a pastor, as a minister. You've got to face the challenges of those things that will try to bring you out of the peace of God and maintain a spirit of faith and a spirit of peace. Because your example to the people that are following you, your example to the people that you're going to be ministering to, they will pick up on a pastor that's full of peace. They'll be able to sense it. They'll be able to feel it. Now, that does not mean that you're not going to have any challenges. And that does not mean that you're not going to have any trouble. But oh, thank God as you practice the peace of God and as you pass some tests, the peace of God will come upon you. The Holy Ghost will come upon you and he will anoint you and everywhere you go, the peace of God will flow. Amen. Amen. You carry peace with you. Amen. One of the greatest directions my wife and I, Brenda, have had as we've been pastoring here for 41 years now is when we came to California in 1982 we just had a peace in our heart we just didn't we didn't know everything that was going to happen when we got to california but we just knew that we knew in our heart that we were supposed to go to california this was in the month of may of 1982 We grew up, I grew up in Minnesota, Brenda grew up in Oklahoma, and we were in Minnesota at that time, and we had started several churches with Brother Jim Caseman, our leader, and we had ministered all over the Midwest. It was a wonderful season, and it was great, but we knew that our season there was over. Not our relationships with everybody, but our season geographically in Minnesota was over with. And so we got our little Chevy Citation loaded up, amen? And we headed down 35WN, traveled through Colorado and eventually made it to California. I'll never forget the sense in the spirit realm that I had when we came into California. We were on 680 and we came in, it was a Friday night and all of those bright lights were there. And just the peace of God was so strong in our life. We just knew that we knew that we knew that we were in the right place. And yet the plan of God had not unfolded. The plan of God was still yet to be found a few months later when we became pastor of this wonderful church. But in Isaiah fifty-five twelve, I think it describes it very well. And I know that you have sensed this as well in your life. It says, for you shall go out with what? You should go out with joy. And be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Amen. It's so important that you know where your place is. It's so important that you know where your place called there is. And what do I mean? the place called there is where God will take care of you right there right where you are at amen and so it's vital to know that you don't want to just go off half-cocked you don't want to just go by what you think you want to submit your will and say Lord not my will but your will be done and when he sees a heart like that he'll lead you he'll guide you and he'll bring you into the right place and the other thing I think that's important for me to share with you students is, is that timing is extremely important. You know, you can have peace on something, but you really need to hold steady for the right timing. And I think that's a word for you students. That's a word for you here tonight. We don't want to get ahead of God. We don't want to get behind God. We just want to be in His perfect will and His perfect timing. And so as you look in the Word of God, you will see that peace is huge in the Scriptures. In 1 Corinthians, I believe it is, and I don't have the actual verse. You could probably help me with that. But it says this, that God is not the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion, but what does the author? He's the author of peace. Amen. So this is a wonderful earmark of being led by the Holy Ghost. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 10 and 11, it says, For he that will love life... Anybody love life? Yeah. He that will love life and see good days. That's the kind of days we want. Yes. You like good days? Yeah. Amen. I love good days. Now notice, let him refrain his tongue from evil. In other words, unbelief or doubt. Well, God never leads me. I never hear from God. I just, you know, no, you need to get that rid of, get rid of that out of your vocabulary and say, thank God I know the good shepherd and the good shepherd's voice I know and the voice of a stranger I will not follow. Amen. I hear from him. I follow him and I'm enjoying his path for my life. Amen. Is that good? For he that will love life and see good days. Let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. And here's the verse I want you to see. Verse 11. Read it with me. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. Okay? Now, let him seek peace and ensue it. Basically, what that is saying to us is we must pursue peace. Pursue peace. Seek the peace of God. Ensue it. Amen. Here's what James the third chapter in the 17th verse says about this. About the wisdom of God. He said in verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. Then what? The wisdom of God is always peaceable. Gentle. And easy to be entreated full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy amen so one way that you'll know that you're functioning and operating in the wisdom of god is if there is peace there amen peace and this is not something mysterious and not something difficult to grab hold of it's just a matter of you taking the time to seek him taking the time To pursue Him. Taking the time to wait on Him. Sometimes we just need to make sure that we ask Him questions that only He can answer. Amen? And He's committed. When you call upon His name, He will answer you. And He will show you great and mighty things that you may not know right now. But He will show you those things. Those things that have been fenced in. Those things that have been foreign to your mind and to your soul. The wisdom of God is on the inside of you. The wisdom of God is not hidden from you. The wisdom of God is hidden for you. And we have the ability to tap into God's wisdom. As we said in one of our earlier sessions, that counsel, in Proverbs 20 verse 5, that counsel or wisdom in the heart of man. Say with me, the wisdom of God. It is in my heart, in my heart. Not, in my head. not in my head. Now we want to get that wisdom that's in our heart to our head. Yeah. So how do we do that? We got to draw it out. Yes. We got to draw it out. Amen. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep waters, yeah. deep down in your spirit. Yeah. But a man or a woman who's wise, yeah. a man or a woman of understanding, what will they do? They'll draw it out. Amen? They'll draw it out. How do we draw it out? We draw it out through prayer. We draw it out by praying out the mysteries. We draw it out by praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen? Praise God. So don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. And take the time that is necessary to draw the wisdom of God out from your heart so that your mind can be fruitful. Amen? In Proverbs chapter 3 in verse 17 the context in Proverbs chapter 3 is the wisdom of God and it says here her ways wisdom's ways are ways of pleasantness and all of her paths are peace wisdom's ways are pleasant and wisdom's ways and paths are peace amen so how can you tell how can you know If it's God's wisdom, there'll just be that peace there. I can remember when I was learning some of these things back in 1975, and this is before I had met Brenda, and I had gotten saved while I was in a hospital recovering from drug and alcohol and all that addiction things. I'd gotten born again, and then I was let out of the hospital in 1975, and um, along came a preacher that had just graduated from Rama Bible Training Center by the name of Jim Caseman, who has an apostolic ministry, whose literally ministry, ministry has just shaken several continents of this world. I have such a high esteem and a high respect for Brother Jim, who incidentally now is 81 years old and still going strong. Amen. I told him the other day, you're an inspiration to me. Pastor Hagen's an inspiration to me. I'm only 73. I'm just getting started. Don't don't talk about how old you are at 40. Don't tell me how tired you are at 50. Don't tell me how burnt out you are at 60. No, thank God there's fire available for you. There's power available for you. There's grace available for you. Trust in Him so that you can live long and live strong and finish all the whole will of God. Woo! I like to shout on that. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Somebody said, well, you're only as old as you feel. Well, how about this? You're only as old as you talk. You're only as old as you believe. Amen? God can quicken you. God can restore you from chronic things that have come against you. Glory to God. All it takes is the power of God, the fire of God, and the anointing of God. Amen. Amen. To quicken you and restore you and cause you woo, to mount up with wings as an eagle. Amen. We got any eagles out there at the Bible schools? Any eagles in this house tonight? Woo! Glory to God. Amen. That's what we're going to do here. That's what we're doing here. Amen. So I remember now. I'm just learning some of these things. I'm driving a cab, you know, and, and you know, taking people from point A to point B. And I was so fired up that I had a tape recorder in the front seat. And I had Brother Hagen in there and Kenneth Copeland in there. And I, prayed, I played it loud. And, and some of the people didn't know what to think, but I didn't care. You know, I was just getting fed while I was working. Maybe not the greatest wisdom there. And finally, the guy called me on it, and he says, Well, I said, Okay, I'll I'll turn it off for now. But anyway, but I'm just learning these things. I'm growing these things. What a great teacher I had in Brother Caseman. He just taught the Word of God, just taught the Word of God, ministered life, ministered being led by the Spirit, ministered on the peace of God and and the faith of God. And so one day, um, there was about 80 of us in that little church, and one day, some of the people on the board were wondering whether or not, you know, they should buy a piece of property on the edge of town and, and build a building. And I'll never forget, Brother Caseman just stood up and says, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to get quiet before the Lord. And we're just going to sense in our heart whether there's peace there or not. And I can remember, I mean, I'm in my 20s, you know. I still had black hair. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just a youngin. But I'm following my leader. Amen. And so I closed my eyes. Everyone closed their eyes. Nobody looking around. And we just waited a while. And then Brother Jim says, Okay, what what did you guys get? Nobody got that we should buy that property. There was no peace. There was no peace. It was just not was not right. Amen. So I learned that. Follow your heart. Check up on the inside. John Osteen used to say it this way. What signals are you picking up in your spirit? What's he saying to you down in your heart? And no, I'm not talking about hearing an audible voice. Certainly he can speak by an audible voice. But I'm talking about that still small voice. That inward witness in your spirit. What signals are you picking up? Amen. Do you have peace? Or don't you have peace? Amen? Amen? So until you have peace, just don't move. Say it with me, the way of the Spirit, the of the Spirit. is the way, the way of peace. Now, the way of the flesh is frustration. The way of the flesh can be vexing. And you know what vexing means? Vexings is another term for torment. When a person is vexed, that's what's happening in hell. So when there's frustration and meditating on frustration, it opens the door for vexing. So what is happening, there's a little taste of hell in the person's soul. And that's what the enemy likes. So the way of the spirit is the way of peace. The way of the flesh is frustration. How many of you can be honest about it and say, well, I've missed God before. Well, I've got both hands up. Well, did it frustrate you? Well, sure it did. Were you full of peace? No. You just knew that something was not right. When you know something's not right, just stop. Just stop it. It's like going to a doctor because of an injury. The doctor says, if it hurts, don't do it. <laughs> Kids know this. But adults think they know better just to press through the pain. That's dumb. When something bothers your heart, quit. Yeah, but this person's doing it and, and that person person's doing it. But are you supposed to be doing it? Follow the peace of God. We're not supposed to live frustrated, are we? If we're frustrated, we're not really in faith. You see, the book of Hebrews says this, they which have believed enter somewhere. Where do they enter into? They enter into the rest of God. Amen. So when we're in rest, we're in peace all the time. How many of you know we're not supposed to be wired up? We're not supposed to be in a panic mode. We're not supposed to be frustrated. That's a sure sign of unbelief as being full of fear. That's not walking in the Spirit. Amen. Remember this. When you feel that way, know this. God's still on the throne. You know what? He can help you out of the messes you've created. So be cool. Stay positive. Stay in the peace of God. And that will help you get out of frustration. A couple of scriptures before we close today. Look at Romans chapter 8 verses 5 through 6. Romans the 8th chapter and the 5th and 6th verse. Amen. How many of you know that your mind plays a big part in your spirituality? Notice this with me. Romans 8, verse 5 through 6. For to be carnally minded is death. We could say it this way. For to be carnally minded produces death. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. How would you define a spiritual mind? A spiritual mind is one who has their mind renewed and has their mind renewed hooked up with their spirit man. Amen. In other words, they have spent a lot of time in the word of God and the word of God has brought light into their soul. Amen. Now notice this, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And then he goes on to say, because the carnal mind is enmity or hostility against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot what? Can't please God. Following our mind is being in the flesh. Following reasoning is being in the flesh. Those that are in the flesh cannot please God. But I got good news. Next verse. But you ain't in the flesh. But in the Spirit. If so, be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Read verse 10 with me. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. So if we're walking in the flesh, we'll be frustrated. Why? Because our mind is in the wrong place. Minding the things that are carnal and fleshly, will always lead to frustration. But the opposite is always true. Minding the things of the Spirit will lead to life and lead to peace. Hallelujah. What does Isaiah say in Isaiah 26.3? It says this, Thou will keep him in what? Perfect, Perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon you. Amen. Amen. So I encourage you, To keep your heart and your mind full of God. Keep your thoughts on the word of the Lord. Keep your soul saturated with the power of God and with the anointing of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You're a child of God. You're a son of God. And you're being led by the Spirit of God. And God's ways are ways of wisdom and they are ways of peace. So as we close these sessions, I want to spend a little bit of time in prayer with you and for you. So you students, if you would stand on your feet with the rest of us in the auditorium here in California, and let's just pray, praise God, a word of peace and a word of life over each and every one of you. Father, Thank you so much for the privilege and the ability to gather together these last several weeks and just to feed on the Word of the Lord concerning being Spirit-led. Lord God, we hold up all of the students all over the world those in the Philippines, those in Indonesia, Lord, those in Vietnam, those in various countries all over the world. We hold them up before the throne of grace. And we pray, Lord God, that God's richest and best would be theirs. And that they would follow your plan for their lives. Now we're going to pray in the Holy Ghost over you. And so all of us here in California are going to pray in the Spirit over you. Now I want you to join in your class to begin to pray in the Spirit and pray in the Holy Ghost. As we pray in the Spirit and pray in the Holy Ghost, we are praying out the perfect plan and the perfect will of God. Glory to God. Your plan, your plan, your plan. Uh-huh. Each and every one. Strategies, Lord. Strategies, strategies. The right places, the right places, Lord the right places, the right timing, Lord, for each student, Father. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. We loose right now. We loose the buildings. We loose the places. We loose the places for them to, to meet. We loose se mande. Oh, Father, we declare the favor of the Lord be upon every student as they go forth in the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, prekiste ambarede. Yeah, supernatural, supernatural, supernatural intervention, a supernatural intervention for each and every one of them in the area of resource, but not just the resources not just the lands, not just the buildings, not just the finances, but supernatural intervention by the Holy Spirit in the area of the gifts of the Spirit, in the area of the manifestations of the Spirit, in the area of the presence of the Lord. Come upon them, Lord. Come upon them. Turn them into another man. Turn them into another woman. Spirit of the Lord, rest upon them rest upon them mightily rest upon them anoint them Lord with fresh oil in the name of Jesus make their tongues as the pen of ready writers thank you Father for giving them utterance giving them utterance in the name of Jesus for their nation for their churches for their villages Lord for their cities oh Father we thank you we thank you we thank you Lord for great plans Great plans coming to pass. Great and glorious things. Great and glorious things in this day, in this hour. Hallelujah. Filled, filled, filled with the fullness. Filled with the fullness of God. Filled with the Spirit. Filled with the power of the Lord. Oh my, 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 my. Oh, great things. Great things are in store. Great things are in store. Great Great and glorious things are in store for you. Walk in it, walk in it, live in it, rejoice in it. Give God praise for it even ahead of time. Go ahead students and everyone here tonight, let's lift up our hands and thank Him. Glory to God for supernatural intervention. Supernatural intervention. de Supernatural intervention. The gifts of the Spirit of God. Thank you, Father, for apostles that you're raising up. Thank you that you're raising up pastors. You're raising up teachers. You're raising up evangelists. And some, you're even raising up those with a prophetic ministry. Thank you for the ministry gifts. Thank you for the deposits that they have received through all these wonderful teachings from all these different pastors and ministers. We thank you for those grace deposits, Lord, on the inside, on the inside. And that is why I would remind you. That is why I would remind you tonight. I would bring to your remembrance to stir up the gift on the inside of you. Stir up that which you have been taught. Continue in the things where you have been taught and stir yourself up. Stir up the gift that is on the inside of you by praying in the Holy Ghost. Cultivate all that has been imparted and deposited into your spirit. Stir yourself up. Let's go ahead and stir ourselves up a little bit more. Lo Rabba de la de la bronde. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for our leader. We thank you for Brother Caseman, Lord. We thank you for Brother Jim. We thank you for AFCM. We thank you, Lord God, for this worldwide ministry. Praise God. That has been going decade after decade after decade. And still going strong. Hallelujah. Oh Father we thank you for strengthening. Strengthening our leaders Lord. With might by your spirit in the inner man. Oh Rabbah Using them for your glory. Using them for your glory. Using them for your glory. O glory to God. Oh Mredishe Labrande Rebesteatat. Mmm, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Continue in the things that you have learned. Continue in the word. Abide in his word, and his word he will rise up big within you and cause you to triumph in every area of your life, in every area of your ministry. So we speak a word of strength over all of you, students. We speak a word of healing over each and every one of you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we give you, Father God, all the glory and all of the praise for it's in the mighty name, the matchless name, the name above every name that we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's certainly been a great pleasure. ministering to you these past several weeks. There's so much more on being Spirit-led. There's so many good books along those lines. Brother Hagen's book, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God, a classic on being led. Mark Brzee's book called The Guide Inside, a classic on being led by the Spirit. There's a whole lot more than what we've covered. So hopefully your appetite has been whetted. Amen. And you're just going to go on now from glory to glory to glory. God bless you. We love you in Jesus' name.